it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. One of your co-hosts is here. Slater is here. AJ is uh, gallivanting in Europe. Uh, if nothing else, his wife deserves it. Not only is it, is it their anniversary, but he has to. she has to put up with him all the time. I did just get an update from him right before we started here. Uh, the quality of the toilet paper here is terrible. I may have sanded my asshole down by three centimeters already. Word for word. So he's got that going for him. Dear God. Which is nice. But he does. it is Ryder Cup week, and he gets to watch the, uh, the Ryder Cup in real time. Hopefully he's going. I haven't gotten an update yet. I highly doubt he is. But Put it on the business account. Yep, exactly. <laughs> put, put it on the pot account. Uh, joining me today to talk some Ryder Cup in our trip last week is Ryan. Again, Ryan Phillips. What's up? Same old. Got some football tonight. Big game for the Lions, Lions Thursday. It's huge. Big uh, big divisional game. We'll get into it. Ryder Cup Eve. What isn't there to look forward Ryder, to? True. Um, it's, as far as golf, if you're a golf fan, like, the way you feel right now is, like, a lot, I, I what how I imagine a lot of people feel going into, like, wild card weekend or divisional round weekend, where you got all playoff games all weekend, like, this to me is like this and Masters weekend are top two weekends of the year. It's tough to pick which one's better. Well, b- assuming I'm taking into account the Lions not being in those games because that completely changes it for us. Oh man! And they if, probably if the Lions make it to a playoff game that might. And if they have a home playoff game, <laughs> see it possi- right. Yeah, goodbye city and state. But this weekend for golf fans is like is as good as it gets. I just want a ball in the air. Yeah, let's just get there. The, all the all the speculation about the about the course, about the pairings, about what's going to happen, about you know they, they even got into some. At one point yesterday on live from, they got into some kind of geopolitical thing. How Great Britain and Ireland probably shouldn't be a part of Europe anymore. And I was like, God. they're they're just to the point where they're running out of the shit to yeah. say. They've already cycled through everything, and we just need to play golf. It's crazy. You can't talk about. A golf tournament for five days straight. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even five days though. I mean, we these things just boil over for yeah. a year and a half once you once once you know where it is and who's going to be on the team. And what's your hour count for live from watching this week? I mean, I've watched. How long has it been on your TV? It's been on my TV for every hour that they've had live from i granted i wasn't watching it live because it comes on in like the middle of the night but like as soon as the replay is available on like espn or peacock it's on first thing in the morning while i'm working so i've watched pretty much all of it but we'll get into the Ryder cup in a second let's uh little uh odd kind of tangent for uh state of the game this week we had uh my brother tim's bachelor party on the west side of the state last weekend and I figure we talk about this in kind of three sections. One, the house and the kind of games that we played, uh, the and then the course itself and how we played, and the then we get, and then we still got to talk Mitten Tour, obviously. Oh God, can we not? Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, the house first. We rented a house in Fenville. It says it slept twenty. It had ten beds plus two couches. We had thirteen Could, comfortably. We had thirteen comfortably with two groups of. Two two guys, so four guys total, like bunking up together in yep. kings. But if everyone would, if we would have maximized like couch space, could have got comfortably fourteen people. Yeah, like shit, even more. No, I think we had we had two guys had their own bed. Two or three guys had their own bed. Yeah, Tuna McCormick and Rahman had their own bed. Yeah, so but those guys. are the bunk beds. All those four bunk queens. beds were good. Yeah. There's three more people, and then you got couches. Yeah, I mean you could get. Yeah, if you're going 16, there, if 18, you're going there with like couples, like. You could get to like almost. You yeah. could get to twenty. Oh yeah, but uh, the house Ama- was awesome. Yeah. Just amazing house, spacious, uh, big ass like um, glass. I don't even know what you call that room. Kind of a glass front room that it, had a fireplace. It reminded and, me of like a bird cage. It's weird. Like when I stood outside and looked at it. Yeah, that's exactly it how like I would describe the, Yeah, the structure. That's exactly what it is. It's like an atrium sunroom. With a fireplace, just dead in the middle, on the edge of the living room, right in the middle of the house, overlooking Lake. Michigan. I mean, we we're probably what two hundred feet from the lakefront, from the like water. Yeah, yeah. If nothing else, the only bad thing I would say about the house is 
I didn't read anything in any of the emails going in from like Airbnb about like bring water shoes because the yeah. beach is rocky as rocks, fuck. Yeah. yeah, that was unfortunate. But with enough beers, you're getting in there. Yeah, we all we ended up getting in there, and some some people's feet paid for it more than others. But we did a little uh, contest over the week. We did some golf. We did some trivia. We did some weird physical challenges, eating challenges, some eating challenges, and then um, kind of a beach day with yeah, kind of a beach, not even beer Olympics really, just kind of beach Olympics. Played a a bunch of different beach games. Uh, It was a lot of fun. The trivia was fun. Um, The by the time we started the eating challenges. Like, everybody was so into the beer already. Oh, yeah. I feel it like was, it there's was probably 10 out of 13 people are already pretty buzzed up. Yeah. And just drinking all that beer all week, like... I don't know. I ate my pizza just fine. I bet you did. <laughs> I, I, it was I, a, the trivia was the least the part I was looking like least forward to. I'm just not good at trivia. Mm-hmm. That turned out to probably be one of my favorite parts. Just yeah, that was fun. Because we, were all, like, we weren't all going at once, so it made it a little bit like... It's yeah, one you team going, to, so all three teams just get to listen to listen some dumb and laugh, or yeah, or see what how hard their question was. Uh, we did a little omelet challenge, which was awesome. Where you had three, you, you had three man teams, and you got timed from the start of you, you know you, you crack an egg. You had to do ten egg omelets, and you had to cook the omelet and eat it, and you were timed. You had to do one meat, two veggies, and I think that was the only requirement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a, and it was fun to watch. It was fun to see how people strategize and work their way through it. Um, a lot of different ways. Uh, surprising to me, a lot of different ways you can cook an omelet. Yeah. We had one team that did it in, what, six and a half minutes? Another team took 26 and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Good stuff. But it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Then the beach games, we did like uh, we did some, some beach beer pong with like giant buckets. We did... Uh, uh, can jam, which is just a version of uh, just just oh. frisbee at a garbage can. Essentially, we did bags. We did um, spike ball. Spike ball. We did cross net, which is kind of just basically just four person volleyball. And then we did u ball, which is a game I bought online, which is basically just a rim that you can set up essentially anywhere. Yeah. And I mean, you, we literally built it on the beach. Yeah, and you ba- basically play ultimate, ult- frisbee. ultimate frisbee version of basketball. Yeah. So you get three steps at any given time, can't dribble, and you got to pass or shoot. I think that was harder than I thought it was going to be. The no dribbling, like, just out of instinct, you hold a basketball, you want to just throw it down. Well, and playing it in the, like, I think that would be more fun on, like, grass or on, like, turf. Yeah. Sand, sand, sand you just can't move. Like, yeah, there's no cutting or anything. It's really just. Just throw the ball up. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. See where it goes. Just get a shot up and see what happens. But that was a lot of fun. Uh, We played. Hawkshead. Hawkshead in some three three man scrambles. Blown away by the golf yeah, course. Those are probably some of my favorite greens. Greens were awesome. The layout was awesome uh, for for the Michigan people listening. A little, I know a lot of my friends have played there. It gave me a big like not only Sundance at um, Agaming. A Sundance Agaming? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then Tradition at... Uh, Treetops? No, at Seago. Tradition. Oh, okay. Gave me big, big vibes of both of those yeah. courses. Like, lots of lots of tall grass once you get off the fairway and past the rough. Very link style. No, there's no water. Um, <coughs> no water. Really <laughs> wide fairways. Really big greens. What, I'm trying to think. Was any of it tree-lined? There was a few holes. Just on the border of the course? Y- yeah. When we got back, like that one par three was tucked around water, yeah. and then there was that one par five. It was like a ninety degree dog leg where you yeah. could cut the corner. Oh yeah, okay. But just a really good variety. Like I think I hit even in a scramble, where in a scramble you're 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 usually, you know, driver. Everyone's hitting shorter. driver. Everyone's hitting a lot of the same clubs into the greens. I feel like I hit almost every club in my bag. Your brother would not let me hit any club besides driver. Yeah, even par threes. Yeah, I think I, I think I only hit even off the tee, not so much. But I'm saying just through the bag, I think yeah. I hit almost everything. It was yeah, a, it was, a, gr- it was a great scramble course. I think it would be a great match play course. Yeah. The only negative thing I could say about it is I just didn't. It's not that I didn't like the 18th hole itself as a whole. I just didn't like it as the last. Yeah, hole. where it was at in the course. Yeah, it wasn't. 
because it takes drive out of your hands. The fairway runs out at like yeah, 240, 250. But it also makes it playable for pretty much everybody yeah. because for the shorter hitters, you hit driver down there, and then you still only have 130 yeah. yards into the green. Yeah, it's a, it's a good hole, just not where it's at on the course. Yeah. So many different shots, so many different angles off the tee. It really came down yeah. to just really picking your spot and which side you wanted to miss that on. And kind of like the Rangers said, there's not a lot of courses where the fairways are that big and the side of the fairway that you're on really, really matters. matters yeah. And it really did there. Yeah. Those greens were so angled in a way, and they could tuck those pins really hard. And if you weren't on the right side of the fairway, you had to hit a literal perfect yeah. shot to get it anywhere close. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was... It was. A, I really liked the course. I enjoyed it. I did. It's uh, for the for the, the Slater Cuppers that listen to this. We're that's like to the top of the list for for next year. We're going to take a look at it. But yeah, good halfway house though. Good restaurant. Um, it's in it's in South Haven. Yes. So there's a nice town in itself. So yeah. something right there if you want to do a trip there. Yeah. So that that awesome course highly recommend hawkshead in uh in south haven yeah, great day we'll uh keep an eye out on instagram and twitter at 100 underscore keep it under and threads for some uh i already posted a few things from the like the bachelor party itself but i'm going to post uh kind of a course review as well so it'd be nice to bring a slater cup there yeah Lodging, you, know, Lodging B. you know what wasn't nice was 36 hole mitten tour at oh, fieldstone God. on sunday okay, let's just not talk about that so who who would have thought that after three and a half days of drinking, that getting up at 3.30 in the morning, driving three hours, and playing 36 holes just wouldn't go well? Could have fooled me. I thought things were going to go great. We had to do it. We were in the top ten in the standings. We had to give it a run, and it just did not go well. I, I wouldn't even say overall that if we played that bad. Just, I mean, you might couldn't make a putt off the green. Yeah, we just couldn't do a thing until you decided to make a putt on like our what would we be started our, like, make, we hole. started making par putts like in, yeah that's the only putt we can make. Yeah, the morning was two man scrambles, and I think we've shot seven or eight under there before. Yeah, I think we shot yep. seven the last time we played there, mm-hmm. and we shot one over in the opening round. We made two bogeys, and one one birdie. birdie, and a couple of good par saves because the rest of it we just couldn't make. We had deep. Shouldn't, we didn't play great. We didn't have a lot of close birdie yeah. looks. But the ones we did put in, like, to 10 feet, just yeah. didn't even sniff the hole. Yeah. And the 20-footers, we just, nothing <laughs> close. I think it took the first putt to figure out which way it broke. We're both, I said it goes left, you said it went right. We're like, all right, well, guess yeah. we'll find out. Even in the second round, we had a couple putts where, like, Some of the no, same it, exact had, ones. it has to go this way, and it went the opposite yeah. way. So, Wasn't our day. I don't know what it is about Fieldstone. I just feel like I never play well there. I agree. Um... It, it was kind of the opposite. So I was talking to AJ last week because I played in the scramble the week before, and it was kind of the opposite of how I played the week before, where everything else was pretty good and the putting was good, but my driver was off. Yeah. This at this event, my driver was money, and my wedges and putting were trash. Yep, I agree. I feel like your putting was actually pretty good. You probably just, lipped just out. Just you probably lipped ball. out like six times. Yeah, that was, that was and rough. Whatever was going on with your foot, you just couldn't get your weight on the yeah. right side or get your weight off the right side. Correct. But for uh, for what we went through to get there, I feel like we did. We did okay. We ended up. <laughs> I think we finished like middle of the pack. I mean, it wasn't good, but we'll see where Not we good end for up. Us, but I our... think we're. I think we'll probably still end up in the top ten. Yeah. In the season long standings, but. Opportunity lost, to say the least. Yeah. Bad timing, but yeah. what are you going to do, do about it? Yeah. Uh, last week, before we jump into the Ryder Cup, the Solheim Cup was last week. We had it on here and there um, at up at the up at the house for Tim's bachelor party, but uh, the U.S. got off to a hot 4-0 start, won all four matches in the first session, end up in a dead-even tie, 14-14, and Europe retains. Woof. It's rough. There's a, I caught, I don't know, maybe an hour total. Um, the first hole was a really cool, they were playing in Spain. The first hole was a really cool downhill part th- four. I think it was, the card was 295, but like almost everyone in the field was like driving the green or driving somewhere short, short right of the green. Ton of birdies on that first hole. Um, 
Well, kind of a letdown from Rosang. She didn't play very yeah. good most of the week. Um, Lexi hit a chip the f- second round of the first day. She had a chip from about 15 feet from the pin to win the match. And her next shot was back in the fairway. 30 yards from the green. About 30 yards from the green. She she said it was a bad lie, and the ball went basically straight yeah. right and down the fairway. Um, she was not happy when a reporter asked her about it either, but she came back. She bounced back, had a great singles match, and played pretty good in her. I think she only played one match the next day, but um, I don't know. Not, it's, hard, it's hard to win on foreign soil, and the European Solheim Cup team has some just... Yeah. Oh, I think, shooters. like, Leona McGuire is just... She seems just like a match play killer. Yeah. Um, Megan Kang had a great week. Danielle Kang had a great week. So, it was cool. I, the, the coverage wasn't very good, but... Um, I don't know. Our It'd be coverage cool. wasn't very good. Our coverage... I don't think I watched our, a minute of it. Our coverage of it wasn't very good, but we need to, uh, we need to get to one of those. Because from everything I heard, it's like... Because there's not 50,000 people there, but you can get up and close. Yeah. You can get a lot more. You can get to see a lot more matches. Uh, the last Solheim Cup was only. It was in two Ohio, and, yeah. It was two in Toledo. Hours from us. Yeah, yeah. Us. So, anyway, moving on to this week um, Ryder Cup. Just one of the best days in golf. I'll, I think what I'll do is I'll kick us off with some stats, and then we can get into the pairings that were announced for round one. Some of the other shit that was going on this week, um, the uniforms we've seen so far, and uh, basically what we expect, who's going to win, all that shit. So, it's from Justin Ray. So, Ryder Cups on European soil since 1997. Uh, Any player in the top five in the uh, official world golf ranking. On the European side, those players have won 61.3 percentage or 0.69 points per match. Those same players on the U.S. side, 36.7% or 0.43 points per match, which is, it makes all the difference in the world, right? So where you have people like, people like Westwood, people like uh, Seve, getting points, you have people like Tiger and Phil, who for a long time just not getting points. And, you know, you could argue all day about what the reason for that was, you know. Tiger was just too much of a singles player, could never really find him the right partner. Yeah, it is hard to pair up with him. Yeah. Especially, like... People talk about it's like playing with a black hole, right? You know what I meant. (laughs) Like, it it just kind of sucks the energy out of, like, all the attention is on him, and it's like, if I fuck up playing with Tiger, like... It's, this is I on definitely me, feel like, like there's a different kind of pressure, like playing with anyone, like like we did the alternate shot. Like now my screw up doesn't affect me; it only affects you. Right. Like right. that's where like the mindset comes in, and these guys only get to play it. Yeah. If they play the Zurich, they get to play it then. But right. other than that, they play it every other year. But yeah, usually you're like, if I put my partner, like you're like just just say you're playing with a random player, it's like, yeah, I put you in a bad spot. I'm already gonna feel bad. But now you're playing with Tiger. It's like fuck. Right. I put Tiger yeah. in a bad spot. Yeah. How many times is he really going to put me right. in a bad spot? Um, so there's that. Uh, alternate shot, so foursomes, the last four Ryder Cups in Europe, the points are Europe 22.5, USA 9.5. So the U.S. for a long time has just been getting dominated in alt shot. Uh, to, to that effect, Kyle Porter, the last two so narrowing it down from the last four to the last two Ryder Cups in Europe, the U.S. is two twelve and two in alternate shot in matches. Two twelve and two, right? So that'll that'll get to part of my point later about like I think people should expect the U.S. to. I mean, unless this is really just a different team and they come out and just send a message, the U.S. is traditionally they're they're going to be down after the first round. Yeah. And this this is the opposite of what they've done in. I think every European Ryder Cup since I believe ninety nine, maybe they usually start with four ball. They usually start with four ball and then kind of try and flip the momentum by going into foursome. So like that's what happened in in France when the U.S. got killed. U.S. jumped out to a three one lead and then just got yeah. railroaded and all shot, and then it just didn't stop going in the next right. day. So they had all the momentum at the end of day one. I love that tactic. 
But that's I think that's a I think that's a mistake by Luke Donald for, for this time. Correct. For correct. the switch. No, I'm, I'm like I like, like that they're they, planning on coming out strong, and if they don't, goes, the U.S. can yeah. run with it. But some of that is to the, like maybe he thinks that this European team it's is that enough. much. It, yeah. They're that different than the past teams where they're not as much of an underdog. So like maybe they think they'll actually be better in four ball. I will say the the European team does look really strong. Besides maybe two people. Yeah. Like they do have a really strong team. A lot of Americans are not on a great streak right now, but yeah, match play I, is different as well. I will say I think it's gone a bit far for the U.S. to actually be the underdog. Like I get like if you if you're into those kind of trends and betting in general, we're like, oh, the U.S. hasn't won in Europe since 1993. None of that really matters. Correct, but I'll, like there's only two players that even have even played. They on They get to teams. set the course up, so they're going to set it up a little more favored to. To European style, but that's another question: is what is that? What what are the tighter fairways? But are is this European team that much better at hitting fairways well, than the American team? I feel like most of these guys play, play in America. Yeah, like they like, play the same kind of golf. It's like saying Rory's like a, a, a Rory Europe, is essentially an American player, correct? And I ha- most of the PGA Tour guys, which are most of the, uh, those European guys, are yeah. But again, like, I guess, like you said. Where's the line drawn to make it yeah, I think favor it, the Europeans? I think it's kind of buried. Like People are going to assume that. I think a lot of it's going to be buried in what do the analytics say? Like, Is Europe maybe better with 7-8 irons? And can they set the yeah. course up to get a lot of those clubs in our, in their players' hands? I know they're talking a lot about greens, too. Is like Europeans are generally better at slower greens. But right. half of those guys play only over in, in the U.S. anyways. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's, it's not the same as it used to be, where most of the European tour guys yeah. are playing in Europe a lot. Um this one was awesome. I got this from Jamie Kennedy. 44 years, so since 1979, when it became the U.S. versus Europe, there have been a total of 588 matches. Right now, Europe leads 295.5 to 292.5. Love that. It's only three points love separating that. those two teams in all of those matches. That's awesome. Um, Shows how good these guys are. Like, literally, yeah. 0.1 strokes per round makes a difference. Yeah. One putt here, one putt there. It's it's crazy. Uh, coverage wise, uh, so it's gonna be an early one. They had the uh, the ceremonies today and announced the first round of pairings. So each day, well, the first two days, it's gonna be one thirty a.m. on US, USA for the first round. Uh, fr- tomorrow morning, actually Friday, it's gonna be on USA all day. Six thirty a.m. is the second round. On Saturday. Starts at US, on USA at 1.30 in the morning, switches to NBC at 3 a.m., and it stays on the uh, NBC for the 6.30 a.m. second round. And then for all of singles on Sunday, 5.30 a.m. is on NBC. So that'll be your, that, that's your coverage window all day. Uh, some things about the course, they, they trimmed a lot of the rough. They have like a secondary cut now. So now it's like five yards off the fairway. You have some thick rough, yeah. but you can at least hit out of so it. So if you miss the if you miss the fairway, you're not dead. There's right. still a, but if a you first miss cut, it by like ten yards, you're probably not finding your yeah. ball. Um, it was some random things I saw on the course. Uh, the par four fifth was playing three oh two in one of the practice rounds. Rory drove it with a five wood, and then Victor Hovland had a hole in two on the drivable sixteenth today in the last practice round it was only a hole in two because he hit two balls off the tee also a practice round so right but he did make a hole in one on a par four during a practice round where it doesn't matter correct some some might say blue is load but hovland's going to be a problem i'm, I'm for, uh, yeah it, that that changes nothing for me like hovland is going to be yeah. good he's been one of the best players in the world the last three months i don't see that changing um the uniforms good god they're always bad. You don't want to ride. I'm never. Shirt? So, I'm ne- <laughs> the U. Uh, those Ralph Lauren ones are sweet. The problem with I have with the U.S. uniforms is they're always the same. Yeah. The one good thing I'll say, looking at uh, the layout so far, is um, the worst of the uniforms that they've shown. They've gotten out of the way in the practice rounds. Like yesterday when they wore like the royal blue pants with the yeah, navy that. shirt. That's I awful. Hate that. Um, but it, overall, the uniforms, the U.S. uniforms, are just a little stale to me. So they're wearing. It looks like they're wearing navy pants with the navy 
and white striped shirt the first day. It's got a little bit of red in the collar and then it looks like a red belt. And then it looks like a blue hat with a gray front panel. It looks like they're wearing these red belts all three days. It looks like they're going navy pants again with an all white shirt on Saturday with a red and blue thick stripe up the middle with a navy hat with the flag on it. And then for singles, very similar to the shirts they wore last year, keeping the red belt, navy pants, uh, navy top panel to the polo, white bottom, and then two big red stripes in the middle. Just kind of like fine. Like they, they're not offensive to me. They're just, I wish they would do something different not every once in a while. I think like maybe a red favorite. shirt. Or, I know they did. I know they did red pants the one year at the President's Cup, I think, which was fine. Yeah. But go with like maybe like a gray shirt once in a while. Like it doesn't have to always be all red, yeah. white, and blue. Like it can be something else. Um, like they should, they should call you up. Yeah, I would love to design <laughs> those. Uh, the Euros on the other side are just always terrible. Like I don't know if they've it's ever. Victor Hovland scripting. I don't know if they've ever had a good uniform. They they keep going back. I don't mind this burnt orange color that they keep wearing, but I don't know why these polos that they wear keep. They have this like vertical stripe that goes from the top of the yeah. shoulder straight down the arm, and it looks like they they took it from like uh, like an Adidas shirt from like two thousand four. And they just have never updated yeah. their their models. Yeah, I agree. I get they have a color issue. Like, they don't have an actual set of colors. Yeah. I mean, it's basically the royal blue and the yellow is, like, traditionally right. the Europe color. Um, But, like, the one year they wore all navy on singles day, which is just really dumb because the U.S. wears right. navy. Like, teams they need navy. to at least coordinate that shit so they, they don't really clash like that. But I don't know. We'll see. I'm not anticipating their shit being any good. Um, it was cool in uh, when they did it at Whistling Straits when the Euros wore green and yellow as like oh, an homage yeah. to the Packers. Like that was kind of cool. Um, overall records. Fuck the Packers today. Yeah, and completely everybody. agree there. Overall records. So of the guys playing that have played in Ryder Cups before, the U.S. team is 34, 22, and 13. The Europeans are 36, 39, and 12. So a little bit of edge and experience. Some kind of highlights from that. Justin Rose is 13, 8, and 2. Rory is 12, 12, and 4. Exactly 500. He's had some really bad partners. Victor Hovland was 0, 3, and 2 at Whistling Straits. Um, Fleetwood's 4, 2, and 2 in two Ryder Cups. Matt Fitzpatrick is 0, and 5. Oof. Cantley is 3, 0, and 1 in Ryder Cups. Uh, Morikawa's 3-0-1. Shoffley's 3-1. Scheffler went 2-0-1 at Whistling Straits. Um, Spieth is 8-7-3. So middle of the road. JT is 6-2-1. I think him and Spieth lost to Rom and Sergio, Sergio. at Whistling yeah. Straits. That yeah. was definitely one of his losses. Um, Ricky is an amazing 3-7-5. Has five ties. But I'm going to turn around this year. I wouldn't say either team really has the edge in, in that kind of record, but um, I don't know. Ricky's, we'll see. Ricky's playing some good golf, so. Yeah. So in the practice rounds, they've basically had different practice rounds, different practice pairings each day. Uh, the round, the The pairings yesterday were... The foursome was Tommy, Lowry, Seb Straka, Rory. Then Rom, Hatton, Hovland, and uh, Oiberg. Then Fitzpatrick, Robert McIntyre, Rose, and Hoygaard. That's kind of what they rolled out. Which coincidentally is the group that the four were, the four that are sitting in the yeah. first round. So they put their pairings they threw out today were all playing together yesterday. Uh, this was the Tuesday round, actually. Oh, the the Wednesday one was not exactly the same. Uh some combination of the first two days for the U.S. was Spieth and Thomas, Xander and Cantlay, Morikawa, Homa, Harmon, and Fowler, and then Scheffler, Burns, Kepka, and Clark, which that was the first two days, and that's pretty close to what they ended up rolling out for the, only the first round. The only question one was the middle group. Like, yeah. does, does Homa play with... Right. So the only people... All three days of practice rounds. There's only four groups that were in the same group all four days or all three days of yeah, practice. It's the four that got rolled out today. No, so there's three American teams and one European team. So Hatton and uh, Ludwig 
were actually in the same group hmm. all three days. Harma and or Harmon and Homa were in the same group. Spieth and JT and Cantley and Xander, which no one's going to be surprised if Spieth and JT and Cantley and Xander play together the whole time. And Scheffler and Burns. Scheffler and Burns, but I've also I also saw them separated, and Scheffler played with Kepka. So let's before we get into what we think's going to happen, let's just uh, let's jump right into the day one matchup. So right out the gate, first match of the first match of the Ryder Cup is Rom and Hatton against Scheffler and Burns, of which Rom and Hatton obviously are favored. Burns, I think, bottom two as far as strokes gained, as far as form, like yeah. right now, last three months. But he is the best putter statistically, I believe, in the in the group in the Ryder Cup. Oh wow, in the whole Ryder Cup. Yeah, like hmm. the, he's the only one that's been in like the top ten in putting like the last three seasons. Okay. Um, and I think if you match it up correctly in alternate shot because they're doing foursomes, I think that would put Scheffler hitting. If if Scheffler teed off on the odd holes, it would have Scheffler hitting eleven of the eighteen approach shots. Which means if he hits all those greens, yeah. Burns is hitting 11 of the 18 birdie putts, which is the best setup for them. Um, it is a little surprising that if you were thinking about him and Kepka, that you don't put Kepka out here. But Zach Johnson has said, said it a couple times, if you believe him or not, that nobody's going to play all five matches because of how hot it's going to be and how hilly this That's course is. Kind of hard to believe. Like if someone's hot, you got to just keep rolling with them. Yeah, I think the U.S. is deep enough to where you play everybody. Yeah. If it goes poorly and you're down like six to two after day one, I think that changes. But if it's close, I think the U.S. team sits somebody at least once in the first four matches. I don't think anybody goes five if it's close. I think if the U.S. gets ahead, it would not surprise me if Rory, Rom, Hovland, and maybe Fleetwood play. Yeah, who on our team would play all five? It really depends how they're playing. I don't think they'd be opposed to like Scheffler. Uh, Xander can't lay. I think Brooks, if he's playing good, would play all five too. But Brooks already isn't playing the first round. Well, that changes so, that. So, so sitting in the first, uh, let's go through that match. So I think that's a tough one for the U.S. Um, yeah, Rom hasn't been on form either, but the problem is he's I just agree. so good. Yeah, I, I agree. Rom has not been up to his standards. and Neither is Scheffler, though. So. Hatton's a really good putter. Um, I think if Scheffler's been working with a new putting coach. Yeah, for the last week, though, or something. No, a month oh, okay. since the Tour Championship. So it's been five weeks. Like, if he's if he's 5%, 10% yeah. better than he was, he's already the best player tee to green. Yeah. And uh, if you he, get he only it, lost it on the greens this All year. you need is Burns not to completely fuck them yeah. off, like, outside of, outside of the green. That's a tough match to pick. Yeah. Because we'll if, if Rom finds his form, it's... It's pretty close. I, I would probably lean Rahm and Hatton on that one, but just from a value play, I'd probably take Scheffler and Burns. As long as they mic up Hatton, I don't care. Yeah. Second match out is Hovland and Aberg. It's, I think how you say it is Obarg. I think that's actually how you say it. But anyway. We'll get clarification. Hovland and Ludwig against Max Homa and Brian Harmon. I love that. Hovland's obviously a powerhouse, but I think... Well, you have probably the best combined, probably the best two drivers of the ball. In, in this yeah. tournament, but like, if you were to, if I were to pick like two guys that are just going to be absolute menaces and like dogs in match play, it'd be Holman and Harmon. Yeah. Like, I think they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, both really good putters. Ne- neither of them, or both of them are really good putters. Neither of them are going to miss a lot of fairways. So, like, all they need is some irons to get hot. Yeah. And like, I don't think, like, Aberg is not traditionally he, like his short game is not great. He's not a great putter. Hovland's been a good putter for most of this year, his but short like, game's also streaky. Yeah, so we'll see there. I I would just from a value perspective, I would take Homa and Harmon because yeah. they're going to be underdogs yep. in that match. Um, then you have Ricky Fowler and Colin Morikawa against Shane Lowry and Seb Straka. Which this is this is I think by the ending book like the only match that the U.S. is actually favored Correct. in. Um, they they need to get a point there. Fowler and Morikawa have to win that match. That's a that's two of your probably bottom four players on the European side against two guys that are going to have to perform yeah. to for the U.S. to win overall. And then just powerhouse four number four match. You got Rory and Fleetwood 
against Scheffler and or uh, Shoffley and Cantley. Are we gonna hear their dubbed Fleetwood Mac this weekend? See, I think that's dumb. You don't get to give yourself a nickname before you even play with the guy. Like if they go out and lose four and three, I think we got to come up with a new nickname: Dog Shit. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the best partners that Rory's had. Rory, the last couple of Ryder Cups, has had to play with like Thomas Peters, the rookies. Thomas yeah. Peters played really well yeah. though, but he gets yeah he doesn't get to play with the yeah. experience. So we'll guy. see how it goes. I I think it should be a good pairing. I think that's probably the match of the afternoon. Those are those are probably the two like least similar partners to Tommy Fleetwood and Rory. Rory's just going to fly Tommy's drive like we can. But like all the other pairings are pretty similar play style. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how they match that up. I'm assuming they would want Fleetwood putting and not Rory, but they're both pretty good ball strikers. I don't think any one, either one of them is really a better putter than the other. I think what you would do is I would get Rory the situation where Fleetwood is hitting the more of the par threes. Because I think the even, no, sorry, the odd-numbered holes are the ones who hit three of the four par threes. Okay. So I would rather do that and give Rory more of the other tee yeah. shots. Xander and Cantley, I don't think it matters. They play the same. They exact, play exactly the same. They hit every fairway, which most is why of the greens. I, I think they're going to actually like do really well in that. That's just because they play such similar style golf. Yeah. Both, again, both well, they, really good putters. I don't have what their specific record is, but like they have not lost many matches. Yeah. Maybe one. Um, so be, si- like that group is probably the least entertaining as far as like watching on TV though, because just zero words gonna be said. Yeah. On USA side. Oh yeah. Uh, so sitting for the US is JT and Spieth, which is a little bit of a surprise. But if you look at the numbers, I don't think it's that much of a surprise. On top of the fact that I don't think any of them are playing five matches. Right. So I, I would almost guarantee that JT like ninety nine percent. JT and Spieth are going out in the afternoon four ball. Yeah. Um, and then Wyndham Clark and Kepka also sitting, which, again, not going to be a surprise if they go out in four ball yeah. in the afternoon. I would, I would guess they would. And then sitting for Europe, I don't think this is really a surprise at all, besides maybe Seb Straka, because Fitzpatrick has been playing pretty well. But you got Fitzpatrick, Nicholas Hoygaard, uh, Rose. Rose, and Bob McIntyre. I'd which, be surprised if. Hogart plays more than I think it's going to depend on how the morning goes. I think Fitz and Rose are going to play together. I think they probably go out in four ball. I think if Hoygaard and McIntyre play, it's going to depend how the morning goes and who's going to sit. Because if like Fleetwood and Rory go out and beat Scheffler and Cantley, they're going right back out. Um, So we'll see. Um, I think the team that would come out of that would be the Straka-Shane Lowry team. Assuming yeah. if they lose. Well, I think what it just but straight chalk, I think you would take Lowry and Straka would sit. Rose and Fitzpatrick would go in their spot. And then it's just a matter of do you split up Ludwig and Hovland and Rahm and Hatton and maybe Hatton and Ludwig sit and McIntyre and Hoygaard go in or some combination yeah. of that. But, again, I'll, this is a moving target because it depends, depends on tomorrow morning what happens in the morning. So... We will see. What uh, the, the only surprising thing really is that JT and Spieth are sitting, but like I said, that n- this course needs a little bit of driving accuracy, and they're both like under the top one, outside the top 100 in driving accuracy. I don't mind Shuffler hitting the, the opening tee shot. I do like that. If he tees off, I think that's how they have to do it. Have him tee off on the odd holes, so Burns gets more of the more of the quote unquote birdie putts. Uh, what is well, a couple other quotes I got from this week so far so they asked Jordan Spieth about the vol- volatile crowds in Europe and he was like I played a lot of matches with Patrick Reed when he felt he was insulted he turned it up a notch when I feel I'm insulted I don't really turn it up or down I'm just like okay they're drunk move on <laughs> which is hilarious to hear from Spieth because I know he's a like everyone knows he's a competitive dude and Maybe it doesn't fire him up. Maybe he does just block it, block it out. It has how to he deep down. You would think. I don't know how it couldn't. Uh, that was the speed quote. And then uh, during the Brooks interview, someone asked him if the Ryder Cup came down to one match on the course to decide it. I suspect you ask all twenty-four guys here if they want the ball. They say yes. How many of them do you think really mean it? And he took a long. Like, yeah, he was thinking about it. He took a long, like twenty-second pause and just said, "Very few." Which is 
an awesome quote. Like, I think 51 weeks out of the year, that would annoy me from Brooks. But for whatever reason this week, I love it. Yeah. Um, Wyndham Clark had a good one, too. Yeah, I hit, I got one more for Sam Burns. But let the ask, I was curious to that question. So let's just say it comes down to the last match on Sunday in singles. Who's the one player you're picking on each team to go out there and play last? Brooks. You think it's Brooks? I don't know. I Just because the way he plays under pressure, like it really does not bother him. If anything, it does take him up. It doesn't, and I think, I think he's going to play really fucking good this week. I don't know. There's just something about the way Max Homa finished those matches at the Presidents Cup. Like I haven't seen. Him I, think in, I haven't was, seen him in, in enough of that scenario. Yeah, before. and he didn't play. He hasn't played well in majors, so I understand it. But I just think he's one of those guys that might just be really good in this. Well, JT would also be up there, but. I, I also would not be against that. I'd fuck that. I'd put JT out there last. I think it's between JT and Brooks. Just because the way they play with a crowd against them. You said Brooks. I, I, well, I was going to say, I was going to say Scheffler. Scheffler also mm. is the other one. The only question is this putter. Like, I think Morikawa is also a killer. Like, there's, I think there's, Cantley is another one. Like, Cantley is, I don't think Cantley has a heartbeat. Like he's another one that doesn't play well in majors, but anytime he's like, there's just not enough. Like there's not enough there. We've seen Brooks do it for three or four years straight now. Not in the like he hasn't lost in singles yet, but but even yeah. in majors, like I, I think there's six at least six guys on the U.S. that I would not care if they were going out last. I wouldn't care, but who do I want? Brooks. I you want had to pick I, one. I want to see how they play today and tomorrow. Questions now. If I have to pick right now, I'd pick Scheffler. He's the best player in the world, and if he literally makes one more putt around, like he's already better yeah. than everybody else. Um, and then just the insane Sam Burns story. Have you heard this? No. Sam Burns was on a um, on a podcast, or maybe it was Sirius XM. He was doing an interview, and they were asking him about the day that he got the call. So he said he was he was nervous the night before. He talked to Zach saying that they were going to make the decision and make all the phone calls yeah. in the morning. And he was sitting around in the morning, wanted to get out of the house. So him and his wife went to a coffee shop and they came home. And he was like, and I had to go to the bathroom. I had to go to the bathroom, bathroom. So I go in there. As soon as I sit down, I get the phone call from Zach. <laughs> He's like, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a dump. I'm taking a poop. <laughs> and I'm crying. <laughs> so he got the call and he's like, yeah, excited as ever. And he's like, then I just started crying. I'm just sitting on the toilet. And I'm like, same, Sam, yeah, same. Been like, there. Who hasn't done that? Yeah. So bit bit TMI from uh, from Sam Burns. I love that. Uh, what else? That was kind of the last quotes that I had. Any news from the week? The Wyndham um, Clark comments about being better than Rory. Yeah, but another thing that was like I think it was taken out of context the way they originally listed it. I mean, if you listen to the yeah, if you listen to the whole thing, he was basically like, "I respect the hell out of Rory. He's a he's a role model of mine." But like, he was essentially saying like, "If you don't think you're the best and you don't want to, what are you doing out there?" Right. I yeah. When Which they re- some people just go out there to make a living, but like some people want to be the best yeah. player in the world, and if you want to be the best player in the world. Like you have, you to, have to think yeah. that if you think you're not going to beat someone, don't even. Go and out he's far way. less offensive than when Patrick Reed said that, like almost ten years yeah. ago, where he was like fiftieth in the world and said he was a top five player. Well, in the world. When Clark could say the exact same thing, Patrick Reed did. Everyone would be like, "Ah, oh, that's fine." Yeah. So, hate to see uh, Patrick Reed's uh, lawsuit got dropped. That's too mm, bad. Dang it. Too bad for him. Uh, so the rest of the week, what? What is there another pairing that you want to see? That we have, like, I'm excited like that for we know that. Yeah, yeah. They're but always is, is there anything else that you want to see that's maybe not paired up yet? I don't think it would happen, but I'd love to see Homa JT. I don't know if they'll do that. Unless things go really either. bad, that's not going to happen. But. Two that I think are going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised if we see this tomorrow afternoon. I just want to see Scheffler and Kepka together in a four ball. It de- I mean, it depends on how the morning like It if, does. If Burns and Scheffler beat Rahm and Hatton, I don't think they get broken up. I think everybody sits. I think everybody plays tomorrow, and someone's got to sit. And if Scheffler plays good, you're not sitting Scheffler. Um, Scheffler and Kepka, I would love to see because that's been teased. And I would love to see Homa and Morikawa. 
Just because, again, both really good putters, both really good iron players. Like, yeah, I think like in a four they, ball though, they, not an alternate shot. I want to see that in a four ball. Yeah, yeah. Again, those are two golfers that you, if you just watch the shot tracer, you wouldn't know which one's which. Yeah, and then what about uh, like a matchup you would want to see, whether that's in a doubles or in a singles match. Hmm. I I, I want to see a rematch. I want JT and Spieth to get another shot at Rom. So I would love to see in the afternoon like Rom and Hatton against yeah. JT and Spieth in four ball. That would surprise to, me if it happened. I'd love to see that. And then single side, I would love like a like a JT Hatton match. Piece just fireworks to, there. Yeah, just or see them going JT nuts. Rematch. I would love I would love like a Kepka Rory. I think that'd oh, be that'd awesome. Be a good one, yeah. Or um uh, or even like I think R- like Rory Ricky would be cool. Do you think Scheffler runs it back against Rom? It really depends on the score because the score is going to dictate how strong the teams have to send people out. Yeah, because yeah, whoever's down has to come on, out strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Brooks Hovland. I wouldn't hate that. Isn't that who he played? Brooks played. Who did he play at Whistling Straits? I thought it was Hotland. He almost aced the 16th. Yeah. That pretty much um, shut the door. Rory beat Xander. Uh see, I would also love like a like a like a favorite. They say Fleetwood is like top two every 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 time they announce his name. I'd love to see like Cantley just serial kill yeah. Fleetwood and beat him in singles. Cantley's another. Cantley's like Brooks. Like most of the year, I hate him, but this week I'm all he's for so it. He's so boring to watch, though. He is, but he's so good. I just want some fireworks. I just want the U.S. to win. My, my, my bet is my two best bets outside of just betting on the overall is I think the U.S. loses the opening round, but I still think they're going to be winning by day one. At the end of day one. It wouldn't surprise me if they split. So I would, oh, split or one point up. I, so I, that's what I'm going to bet. I'm going to bet that they they lose the opening round, but they're up by the end of day one, and then I'm going to bet that they win singles. They're going to win more matches than they lose in singles. Because what I'm betting on is that my guess is that Hovland, Rory, and Rom play five matches, and they're just going to be gassed by the time they get to singles. And then uh, the other thing that I had was... I. Do you have any other bets that you like? I haven't placed a single bet on the Ryder Cup yet. It's too up in the air right now. I tried to make a parlay for the pairings today. And I just I've made bets already on the matches today, and I've made a bunch of. I mean, I think I did my top three for each team on overall. I want to do top point score, but I can't find it on the damn app. I have that. I did. Uh, I on the European side, I'm taking Fleetwood, um, Fleetwood Hovland. And who am I forgetting? Not Fitzpatrick. I didn't take Rom just because of the odds. Yeah. I don't think I took Rory because of the odds. I might only took those two. I might pick Hovland. Yeah. And then on the American side, I'm taking Homa. I'm taking Scheffler. And I'm taking um, Morikawa. Oh, sorry, Cantley. I'm taking those yeah. four. For overall most points. Oh, okay. Overall. Not only because of I think they're going to have the most chances, but I just think that's yeah. who I'm betting on to play the best. It wouldn't surprise me if Scheffler got it. I also saw a line. It was like over-under on points one. Yeah. Harmon, 0.5. That's a lock. Over. I'm taking the over. Yeah. He's winning a match for sure. It's going to be tomorrow. Might be. Yeah. And if he doesn't play again, it'll be singles. Yeah. Uh, overall, I think the U.S. is in a great spot. Like we talked about, they're the underdog for the first time in I don't know how long. I think that's just because it's not a home field advantage. I know, but the the US is the better team. They're On the, paper, they're the yeah. deeper team and How long has it been like that though? Yeah, but this team is different because this team doesn't have all that scar tissue of consistently underperforming and I think it's more over of a, here. They're more of a friends group now too. Like which yeah. people say doesn't matter, but it really does. It has to, yeah. So I'm going with a US win for the first time since 93 on foreign soil. I'm going 16 to 12 US. Oh man. 
Which is still which is still close. Yeah, but. I don't I don't hate that. You going with the US win? Yeah, but I think it's closer. You, I mean, are you talking like 14 and a half, 13 and yeah. a half? Yep. Jeez. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, T's in the ground uh, in On about 1.30 a.m. We got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. We got about seven hours until the uh, first tee shot. So It'll be a long night. Yeah. Let's get to what really matters now. Yeah, we got Lions tonight. So a couple things from the NFL last week. Um, the Lions now have a top three defense in rushing yards per game. Wild. Which you love to see it. Bugs finally played, and I don't know how many D tackles they were carrying the first two games, but that was Aleem McNeil and Benito Jones' best game so yeah. far against the Falcons. And maybe that's due due to Bugs getting some snaps and taking pressure off of those guys. But you know, we haven't seen a lot of either is Broderick Martin. I don't think he's played yet. He hasn't played a single snap yet. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe he'll come along. Maybe he does. But um. And, and then that, Brian Branch and Jack Campbell probably had their best game. Just put your money on so Brian far. Branch, rookie, defensive rookie of the year right now. It's he looks so good. I think he, he had, had eleven. He had eleven tackles. Eleven tackles, and they were all solo tackles. But he had two tackles or two he or three two tackles pass for loss. Defenses, yep, two passes defended. Like he's all over the and field. And just smoked Bijan Robinson. You know what he said after? I said, "I'll take the flag. Fuck that." Yeah, unreal. That guy's gonna be really fun to watch. Offense still, I think. I, Montgomery being out, I think, was big. Montgomery and Decker. Decker Mon- Montgomery and Decker. Well, then they lost their two backup tackles, yeah. so you had your rookie guard having to step in at right tackle. But with Decker back in the lineup tonight, that moves Sewell back to the right side. It's just a matter of, I think Jack Jonah Jackson at left guard was questionable. So if he plays... I don't. I think they already listed him out. He's out? I'm pretty sure they already listed him out. Well, if he's out, then you got a rookie stepping in at left guard. Then it goes back to, I think, Dan Skipper is playing, so you, he's back to your one backup tackle. Did you hear what Goff said to the rookie that came in last week? Soars, soars at all? Soarsdale or whatever? Yeah. He's like, I wouldn't rather have anyone in front of me right now. I was oh, like, that's boy. just cool. They like, like that. you got to pump your guy up. I, did, I heard good things about him in camp. It's just he had to switch positions, too. So, um. So we'll see. Tonight is going to be big in determining the division. Like it's a huge start. Yeah. I think they're they're up back to minus two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it might be because Monty and Decker were probably yeah with them being in, and then it, I would love to see Mosley finally make As it. A, but, oh, that was yesterday. Uh, Mosley is out. He's not playing. So go to the top. Go all the way to the top. You're on Twitter, right? Yeah. Go down. They should have the designation on there. Keep going. Should have been a couple hours ago. I'll find it. Okay. Anyway. But they did. I did see Mosley's out. I thought I seen Jackson out, too. Uh, around the NFL, we had some other stuff. So this from Robert Mays at The Athletic. The Browns played their first defensive snap in their own red zone, and the only reason they did was because uh, they fumbled. Yeah, their defense is scary. Their defense is sick. Uh, Justin Herbert was 40 of 47 against the Vikings. They only ran the ball like 13 times. He was an 85% completion percentage. That was the best single game in NFL history with at least 45 attempts. Jeez. And they only won 28-24, and the Vikings had a chance to take the lead in the last 30 seconds. Kirk Cousins for something like... So I'll get to the Vikings in a second, but going into that game, the Chargers were number one in defensive spending, and they were dead last in defensive efficiency. Probably not, not what you want to see. Not what you want to see. Uh, the Vikings. Kirk Cousins leads the NFL in yards. Justin Jefferson leads the NFL in receiving yards. Danielle Hunter tied for, I believe, second in sacks, and the Vikings are 0-3. It's tough. It's, it's not good. It's tough. Turnovers. Hawkinson's had a couple fumbles. The running backs have had a couple fumbles. Cousins had a couple picks, like... They gotta clean that up, and they got another tough one. That, well, they don't have a tough one this week. They, they, odds are they get their win this week in a winless matchup with Carolina, but we'll see. I'm taking the Lions tonight. Lions are gonna take control of the division tonight. I think so too. I think last week's defense is the standard of how our defense should play. Yeah, it looks like they figured out a little bit more of their linebacker rotation. Yeah. So whether it's Anzalone or Rodriguez, kind of being the middle guy and then you have either Barnes 
or Campbell, one of them acts as almost as a pass rusher I'd on like certain see, downs. I'd like to see Campbell get a little more action. Yeah, I think he'll get there. Yeah. Like he's too big of an asset for them to sit him. He just gotta he's gotta be in the right yeah. spot at the right time. And Derek Barnes has been, I think, our second highest rated defender this year. Hopefully Hutch found his groove. I mean the pressures were already there. He just finally got home yeah. a couple times. So we just need someone else in that backfield to step up. Both tackles for Green Bay are backups. I believe so. Yeah. I think their linebackers out and then uh offensive tackles, yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, hopefully the, the the loss against the Seahawks kind of woke the Lions up. It's like you're not invincible. You're not. I would. Any, I w- anyone can beat you. I would hope so. Should so, be a good game. Should be. I hope it's physical. Just so before we get out of here, I gotta re- go th- go over our uh, last week's bets. Yeah. So I went three and two in the NFL finally, which got me to an amazing five and twelve. No good. But I'm going with the Lions, minus 2.5. The Miami-Buffalo game. So Miami Miami scored 70 points. Buffalo scored, I think, like 31 in the first three quarters. So everyone's going to be on the over in that game. That tells me I'm taking the under. Taking under 53.5 in Miami and Buffalo. Not picking a team? We Nope, just the under. Okay. Uh, everyone loves and is terrified of the Cleveland defense, as they should be. Baltimore looked like shit and lost to the Colts last week. So naturally, I'm going to take Baltimore plus three at Cleveland. Uh, I hate this bet the most, but I'm going to take Minnesota to get their first win at Carolina. Carolina has too many injuries. They look deflated. I'm going to take Minnesota minus four and a half at Carolina. And then dip of the week, I'm taking the Chargers, who are playing the Raiders. Who The Raiders, their two best players, hate their team. And are already talking about being traded. Yeah. Well, Garoppolo might not play as well. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think the Chargers just need this win more than them. So I'm taking a dip for them to plus a half a point. And then the Chiefs are at home. No, the Chiefs are going to the Jets on Sunday Night Football, taking them down to minus two and a half. You probably don't need those points because when Taylor Swift is in the house, the Chiefs just dominate. Yeah, she's back. But uh, I just the Jets just don't have the offensive game to hang no. in that to hang in that game. So those are my five bets. Do you got anything besides the Lions? I took Lions money line. Love that. With the under forty eight. Moved, like moved it up a little bit. I like that. Taking Eagles minus nine. Who the Eagles versus play? the Commanders. At that's just one of those games where like uh, I was Eagles gonna make really, they haven't really played their A like A game offense yet. Their defense is scary. Yeah. Jalen Carter again is he's wants really, to kill someone. Yeah, he's really good. Um, Chargers minus five and a half first Raiders. Love it. 49ers and Chiefs I teased down to minus eight for 49ers versus the Cardinals. I think you might be able to just take the I would just take the Niners straight up. Minus the Cardinal, 14. Cardinals just blew their load and the yeah. Chief, the Niners defense is so good. Like yeah. is Josh Dobbs gonna be able to do that to the Niners? I was gonna take the over forty four, but I don't think the Cardinals can score a single point. Yeah, that point. might be like thirty one to three. <laughs> and then Chiefs minus nine. I like that. Um. Yeah, I was gonna make a with the Ryder Cup. I was gonna make a reference like the the Cowboy. It's it's just one of those games where like the Cowboys were so favored against the Card. Like I don't see one of those games. Well, they went in with a mindset like uh, I'm assuming they went in the mindset like we could win this with our D football game, right? And they got yeah, they got proved wrong. Yeah, and that's like what these matches are in the Ryder Cup. Yeah. It's like everyone's so good, like. Any of these it's matches gonna, like could said, go either way. It's going to be one putt that decides the yeah. match. Um, let's talk about the real game that matters. The Broncos-Bears. Oh, God. It's going to be flexed to next Wednesday. Can't wait to watch that one. Uh, and then uh, college plays. AJ and I are both exactly 500. We have... Uh, AJ is 11-11-2, and, and I am 12-12 12 and 12 on the year. AJ sent his picks in from Europe. He's going uh, Utah plus three and a half. James Madison at minus three. Notre Dame at minus five. And then he's got his lovely team totals. He's going UCF team total over 34 and a half. And his same bet he makes every week, USC team total over 48 and a half against Colorado. That's going to be, I think, a shootout, uh, you know, 90 points-ish in that game. Uh and then on my side, 
I just went to the numbers. I only got five plays this these this week, just like AJ. I'm going Northwestern at home against Penn State, plus 26 and a half. 26% of the bets, 51% of the money. Uh, Bowling Green at Georgia Tech, plus 22 and a half. 18% of the bets, 52% of the money. Uh, Georgia Southern at home against AJ's boys, Coastal Carolina, minus six and a half. 38% of the bets, 62% of the money. The dumpster fire that is MSU at Iowa. Iowa's minus 12 and a half. I'm taking them 43% of the bets, 63% of the money. And then San Diego State at Air Force plus 10 and a half. 38% of the bets, 56% of the money. So we'll see how it goes. That's all I got. Can't wait for the Ryder Cup. Go Lions. Let's do it. And as always, keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links When you take out a club and you about to hit a swing What you gon' do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100 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 We keep it under, 100